Hello and welcome to Get Fruitful Conversations. I'm your host, Anwen Cooper, and if you're interested in growing a passion-fueled, purpose-driven enterprise and believe that business can be a force for greater good, then this is the podcast for you. Each episode, I'll be talking with inspiring entrepreneurs and inviting them to share how they're pioneering new ways of working to create more prosperity and positive impact for people and the planet. We'll be bringing you fresh insight and practical actions to generate more income and impact through your own business. Our purpose is to give you new perspectives on how to align your vision to a bigger mission in a way that fulfills your personal potential while also generating a longer lasting legacy and more value for all. So thanks for tuning in. I'm delighted you're here to listen. Now let's get fruitful with today's conversation. Hello and welcome to today's conversation. And my guest today is Jane Ollis, who is the founder and director of Mindspire. Mindspire are a really exciting, groundbreaking health tech startup. And she's going to be telling us more about that exciting new venture today. Jane also has a very interesting uh, career. Uh, She brings 25 years of diverse business experience from interning at NASA to sitting on and advising boards of global companies. She is an environmental scientist and biochemist by training, interested in how science and technology can shape tomorrow's world. She's also an alumni of Sydney's prestigious social leadership programme a business fellow of Oxford University and part of Innovate UK Global Business Innovation Programme with a focus on AI. And today she's focusing on building and serving businesses that have a clear purpose and social impact that support human flourishing. And as well as her Mindspire venture, she is a non-exec director on a number of boards including Vice Chair of the East Kent Hospitals University NHS Foundation Trust and uh, Chair Audit and Non-Exec Director at Kent Surrey Sussex Academic Health Science Network and also a Non-Exec Director at Riding Sunbeams and also a Non-Exec Director at Community Energy South Limited, I believe. So welcome, Jane. Thank you, Anwen. Exciting credentials there. Have I missed anything out? Um, or did mother. that cover everything? Mother. Probably the most important job. Indeed, very important. And keeping you busy as well, I'm sure. So thank you for joining me today, Jane. Really excited to hear about Mindspire and what you're working on with that uh, technology. Um, But I want to kick off by asking you to tell us what does business for good mean for you and how does that relate to your work? Well, I I see business as a way, it's my way of of how I want to serve the world. And I think if you want to serve, if you want to try and solve a big hairy problem, then being an entrepreneur or having a business that has a solution to that problem is is the way forward so I think all business should have a purpose which is a good one Um, and that is certainly well beyond just the profit that it makes Um, it has to be about making a difference um, in the world in which we all live. Absolutely so tell us a little bit about the purpose behind Mindspire. Uh, A purpose behind Mindspire is 
uh, is about being the best we can be every day. And the, the, the sort of the backstory to it for me was actually as an environmentalist, um, because I, I just keep wondering why it is that we don't take enough action, why it is that we, we don't feel connected enough to this beautiful planet that we live on, that we do something about it every day. And then I just figured that's because we're disconnected from, from, from the world around us sometimes. It's because we're disconnected from each other and disconnected in our own brains. Mm. We live on autopilot. We, 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 we're not often filled with our sense of our own loving kindness. So Mindspire was about trying to solve some of those issues so that we were better connected in our own brains mm. and therefore we could be better to ourselves, therefore better to each other and better to the planet. That's really so, interesting. So that was sort of the big hairy starting point, but um, uh, that that took me on this roller coaster ride. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about what Mindspire is and uh, the technology that you're developing for people who don't know. So in a nutshell, we're about decoding and releasing stress because if you can if you can if you can tackle that and the huge the huge issues around anxiety and depression, then we can all be in a place where we can focus on being really positive. Um, I'm really interested in science and data, um, and I'm intrigued that stress is such a per- pervasive problem. I mean, we all need stress to be able to respond to something that happens around us. That's absolutely fair. But what happens is our stress response gets activated so often that it never closes down properly. So, so the switch that turns it on gets damaged, and we live with chronic stress. Most of us probably think that's normal now. But um, if if we can try and decode that and work out your personal levels of stress, then we can we can more accurately treat it. And Mindspire is all about decoding that and treating it ultimately through directly stimulating nerves. Mm-hmm. And we have a little a, a lovely workaround solution we'll be launching this summer, which is which is easily accessible to anyone. But ultimately, we're about ex- ex- you know directly stimulating nerves from outside the body. Right, fascinating. I really like the fact that you've come to this, um, what is, you know, at face value, it seems like something that's very much about personal well-being and individual health and well-being. Um, but you come at it from the perspective of an environmental scientist. So you're thinking about the sort of global implications. Um, so I, I'm really interested to hear a bit more about that connection between people as individuals and the planet as a collective and the environment yeah I think it's uh it, it, it is interesting isn't it that um we you know we've just got a little bit too wrapped up in ourselves um and our ego is a very powerful force <laughs> um and the world that we live in talks about success in dimensions of the jobs we hold the status that we you know we can give to ourselves and uh, that sometimes doesn't serve us well and we forget some of the absolute cause of what it is to be truly human and to reach our true human potential Mm. Uh, and they are not about acquiring wealth and status they are about how we serve each other it's always about what flows from us not what flows to us but we seem to have got that a little bit out of kilter yeah. So um, the more resetting and rebalancing that we can do and acknowledging we are all here to serve then the world will be better for yeah. it. Well, you started to talk a bit about it here, but I'm really interested to hear more about what success means for you and, and what is the ultimate vision that you have for Mindspire? Uh, 
success is 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 about lots of people benefiting and enjoying the the, the services and the products that we will offer. Um, I know many startups and founders are asked to automatically describe their exit strategy and that you know for a small business like mine it's exiting out to a bigger player who can scale the business up and landing a large check that 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 doesn't motivate me at all um i'm motivated by impact uh, on people's lives and uh, so i guess success for me is the multiples of thousands that could benefit and, um, and see this as part of their journey to becoming the best version of themselves and do you want this to be something that becomes very mainstream? It's, it's a technology yeah. that everybody has access to, or is Absolutely. it really going to serve a certain sort of person? Absolutely available to, to everybody. Um, there is, uh, you know, it always strikes me as odd that we always talk about, you know, people who are having mental health issues or illness, but we all live on this roller coaster ride. And to, for any of us to think that there are times that we don't struggle or could respond to things better or be better, we're all fooling ourselves. Um, we all have good times and bad times and that's life and if you're not getting that you're probably not living life to to its fullest yeah I think you you spoke a bit earlier about how we're we're often in a state of stress um, and that becomes normal Um, and it's a question of how do we decide I guess between what is good stress that's stimulating and motivating and what is bad stress that's actually potentially going to make us ill in the long in the long term um, so does the technology enable people to sort of define that balance uh, and get clarity on, on when they're becoming sort of overstressed and that stress is sort of tipping from a, a good stress into a bad stress? Is that something that it can help with? Yeah. Yes, in, yeah, indeed. I mean, there are always going to be symptoms that you'll experience. So if you're not sleeping well, if you're not enjoying life, um, if you haven't got any energy, if you get angry at something or frustrated that you think I should be able to deal with that a bit better, there are lots of symptoms around signs that you can go, maybe, maybe I'm just not quite, you know, maybe I'm a bit stressed. Uh, what we're really interested in is did you know, are the biomarkers of stress that we can see. We're focusing on biomarkers in heart rate patterns as, a, as, as our starting point. I say we're very data, we're a very data-driven company, but everyone's stress levels are different. So I might find it really hard to recover from a situation, see my heart rate patterns and particular measures in that decline and you might do it much better so comparing people is very different is is a a pointless exercise it's all about what's personal to you Mm -hmm. and you learning but we can certainly give you a good measure of your stress Um, we can benchmark that against a similar age group and 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 uh, gender but Mm -hmm. really that's that that's not helping it might amplify your stress if you look and see god yeah. it's 20 percent here i really am stressed oh, your brain amplifies those issues immediately so it needs to be dealt with in a way that's you know what's personal to you but certainly symptoms of stress um, are, are not feeling great um, tummy pains headaches you know things that um uh, just you should pay attention we, you know we can all pay a bit more attention to mm. So how did you come up with the idea in the first place? Where did it come from? Tell me a bit about the story and and the journey that you went on. Uh, I um, spent um, a couple of years working for an American uh, sort of wearable, in the wearable space, a startup. Um, I've never worked for an American startup again. (laughs) Uh, They have a very different value set, the founders and entrepreneurs in the States. And um, 
I realized I wasn't a great employee anymore. I sort of old enough and, you know, I got enough great hair to, to have a very clear set of values. And um, I started to think about how, how I could serve the world with the knowledge and the experience and the networks that I had. And I was really interested in how you can, you know, how our brains operate and how we always have chance to create new neural pathways. So, so it, whatever we think is normal in our brain, those patterns can be changed. And this whole concept of neuroplasticity, mm. the ability to create new neural pathways, that was my starting point. Mm-hmm. And I went to talk to a professor for medical innovation, a wonderful colleague. Um, about this concept of how we could set new neural pathways to address these issues and he just kept shaking his head at me as I was going through this and I just thought I'm onto something really bad I know I'm clearly clearly wasting his time but I I didn't realize at the end he just went Jane that is brilliant and he gave me some brilliant advice and and to to make that better Uh, um, and 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 the idea concept of Mindspire was born we've since diverted a little away from brainwave patterns um, simply because that was a little further down in our roadmap now. But certainly being able to interpret your brainwave patterns would give me a really good sense. I know exactly what to look for that would give me a sense of what, of also where, where the stress is in your brain as well. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So <laughs> tell me um, a bit about what you're working on currently and what you're working towards, what's keeping you busy and uh, yeah, what are your next steps that you're moving into? Wonderful. Well, we, we, we have two, 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 two objectives, really simple. Um, we are building a wearable earpiece um, and uh, to, to be able to beautifully uh, uh, read your heart rate and ultimately brainwave patterns um, and ultimately be able to stimulate this nerve called the vagus nerve from your ear. The vagus nerve is this wandering nerve in information superhighway around your body that is your access into your parasympathetic nervous system, the bit that sets the rest and relaxed response. Mm-hmm. That has been our, our focus. But we have a launch product coming up this year, though, that is a little bit easier, mm-hmm. works beautifully, that is also about stimulating the vagus nerve right. uh, and activating that response. But the good news is you can do it. Anyone can do it at home for absolute free. We're, we're offering it oh. in, a, in a wonderful program. And that's, that's about accessing the vagal, stimulating the vagal nerve through your heart. And the way that you okay. do that is through your breathing. Your breathing, you, you can control your breathing to activate certain rhythms in your heart mm-hmm. that activate your vagus nerve. So okay. we're using physiology to be able to get your brain to relax. So yeah. that's, that's our starting point. Um, and we'll be uh, launching that as an app-based product uh, um, this summer. Brilliant. So we can all download it and have a go. I'd love anyone listening today to be beta testing. Um, yeah. I'd love people to try and pull it apart, tell me what they hate, uh, help me think about great content that goes around that. Um, so, so I think that's my my ask to anyone who who's who's in, who's listening today is um, please can we have people who 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 will be gentle on me, but mm-hmm. <laughs> and the team to to say how it works for them. Yeah, fantastic. Sounds like a really great opportunity. Um, so what would you say your biggest learnings have been so far on your entrepreneurial journey? You spoke earlier a bit about your experience working with a company with different value set um, and how that's maybe brought you more clarity on what is important for you and what you're looking to create in the world. Um, and obviously, you've had a, a very interesting and varied career to get to this point but what would you say stands out for you as the, the big lessons that you've learned, either about business or about yourself? 
uh, I think that I think when you start with a big bold idea, you, you need to absolutely hold on to that because turning a big bold idea into something that is something that somebody wants to buy is a it's, can 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 create tension. Um, you need to check keep checking yourself. I have this big bold idea and a solution, but is it is the market ready for it? So is the solution that I've got now right for the target audience that I want to serve? And that's been one of my weakness, not weaknesses, but um, uh, it's still an area that I need to keep really focused on validating my mm. validating the product at its earliest stages, testing it with as many in many people in as many different ways. Um, I'm busy fundraising at the moment, so I'm talking to to so many angel and some early institutional investors, and that's the one um, pushback that I've had a lot is about. Uh, about validating this with the market that I'm serving. So that would be yeah, the, so my important. biggest lesson. Yeah. Um, and a level of patience as well. I'm an impatient person. And I sort of, you forget that you need to celebrate all the little good things along the way. Mm. Acknowledge that failure happens more often than the good things. So you just got to pick yourself up and go, um, that was rubbish, but I will move on and I will learn from it. And that can be a bit exhausting because mm. there is no smooth sailing in this journey. None at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. The best calling, but the worst job. <laughs> so for other people who may be starting out uh, with a business idea or who are perhaps in the early stages, do you have any other words of wisdom or top tips or things that they should be thinking about? I just talk about it to, to lots of people, diverse people, keep testing their ideas because the ideas may pivot around. And I think being flexible about where you start may not actually be where you first start selling. And that's been my experience. Uh, so agility, listening, prepare to accept feedback, um, knowing when to, when, to, when to move in response to that. Um, would be my flexibility, determination. And I, I've doing I've done this around some non-exec roles um, to ensure that, you know, that I can meet my financial commitments on, on from the home front. Um, so I think you do have to be prepared to, you know, acknowledge you're going to work silly hours. Um, so you have to enjoy it and there has to be joy in what you're doing. Mm. If you don't love it, then don't do it. Yeah, exactly. You've got to, yeah, be prepared to give up your time and so much energy Absolutely. to get the idea off the ground. So what is it that you're passionate about? You, you spoke earlier about data and that being something that fascinates you. What, what, what is the passion that drives you, the thing uh, that motivates you to pursue this? I, well, I think it's my, I think it comes back to having been a mum. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and then as a mother yourself, you, you just have this outpouring of, of love and um, you realise that love is a very powerful energy and a very powerful force for good. Mm. And this is, uh, and it's abundant. Mm. Um, and that the, the, the more, and, and then you can spread it around. So, so I guess I'm just motivated by the energy that brings and, and wanting to serve the world in the best way that I can, as I have in, in my role as a mother. Mm. And this is my expression of that. I love that. It's giving me goosebumps listening to you say that. It's really powerful. Thank you for sharing. Um, so who or what has inspired you along the way? Do you look at other entrepreneurs or business leaders or companies and take inspiration from what they're doing? Or books that you've read, maybe, or oh, films that you've watched? Where, where do you draw inspiration from? 
Um, well, I can tell you where I don't draw inspiration from, and then that might narrow it down. Um, uh, so I sit in sort of the mental health tech space, and I see a lot of companies, uh, particularly still Silicon Valley based that just seem to be able to access pots and pots of capital. Mm. And sometimes I can't quite see their USB or uh, USP, USP, not USB, USB. Yeah, they may well have USBs (laughs) as well with lots of data stored on. And uh, that that does doesn't resonate for me. I'm resonate, you know, I'm motivated by people who set up businesses because they've got a great, powerful story. It might not be their own story, but a story, mm. and that are purpose driven, and um, and they use that to bring to bring their business to life. Because mm. a business is made up of people at the end of the day, isn't it? And uh, and they're the story of the of the founders to me is more important. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we could talk a little bit about people, actually, um, because I know that you've brought together a really talented, amazing team to support you with MindInspire. Maybe talk to us a little bit about how you've developed that team. Where have you brought these people from? Um, How have you come across them and how are you developing that team? Um, I I think that I... I'm old and ugly enough and got enough grey hair to know what I don't know. And I realised when I started on this journey that I really didn't know a lot. I had this idea. I thought I knew a lot about business. I really did. I thought, I know I know a lot about what I'm doing. And when it came to it, I'm great at the big picture. But when it came down to any of the details, any of the specialty sets of knowledge, I was actually pretty weak and still am. So I think in, in, in sort of in looking for people to join it was very much about these are some very specific skill sets that are needed and I don't, I don't have them all yet mm. um, and I'm also about having joy in work and fun in work so people who 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 just we can not take ourselves too seriously have a big mission a big goal but you know fun in work being curious about what we're doing um, supporting each other it's all you know my role is to make everyone's light shine as light as as, light, as brightly as it can that's to me what being a good leader is and uh, you know having other people occasionally reflect that back is also very helpful because there mm. are times that I go I just I just don't I, I think I'll just give up now <laughs> and then someone will say Jane you know you, you you're doing good you know you, you you're lovely in the way that you talk to people I don't know it just takes a few really mm. nice just short bits of feedback to go and then you go right I'll carry on yeah very true so what do you feel that you're still learning at the moment or what are the things that you would like to learn next on your journey um I am very comfortable around some of the the, 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 the science the technology the data uh, I've learning more about some of the potential ways that we'll use machine learning um, algorithms to give us more insights into our data where I am still feeling more vulnerable is around the the getting the proposition really really clear and making it a beautiful user experience so that uh, it's it's simple effortless uh, convenient impactful and so that resource set around the user experience um, and taking that all the way through to a sale is, is still feels a bit of a, a grey area. Mm, so important, isn't it? Because if you don't have users, well, you don't really have a business, do you? And, and obviously you're all about impact. So impact, yeah. you, you want to be seeing 
the results of people engaging with it. Absolutely, yeah. they'll, they'll sell it. And to do something at scale, um, which is very much the intention, also means having all the right infrastructure in place to be able to build a business at scale. Mm. So I'm very conscious on that piece as well. Yeah, brilliant. So in our last few moments, I just want to ask you if you have anything else you'd like to share, any final words of wisdom or thoughts that you'd like to leave us with? Otherwise, um, I will ask you to yeah. share your contact details and how people can yeah, get in touch. I, I think my, my last reflection is, you know, we, we're on this planet for a short time. And uh, if, if, if you've not taken time just to take stock of how, how you're living your life and whether you just go to work because that is the assumption that that is what you should do. And there's an idea that's lurking in the back of your mind about uh, a, a business that you'd like to do, then just don't sit on it. Just tear it out, put it in front, give it some shape and try it and not uh, uh, and, and not waste the, the, the opportunity that, that you might have. So um, um, that would be my. Yeah, I love that. Seize the day. Carpe diem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jane. So before we go, uh, how can people find out more about Mindspire or get in touch with you? Um, do you want to just share your web address or any social media yes. links and things so at mindspire.co.uk and uh our, we have uh, obviously a linkedin page uh, where i will be posting a lot more content as, as we get further on our journey um we're also on twitter or i'm on jane.ollis at mindspire.co.uk brilliant thank you again so much it's been really You're great very welcome. thank you, you Anwin, for the invitation you're welcome. Um, I'm going to stop there. Thanks for joining us, everyone, and listening in today. Thanks for listening in to today's Get Fruitful Conversation. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, I invite you to give us a five-star rating, leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, and tell your friends and colleagues to check it out too. This will help us reach a wider audience and make sure you don't miss out on future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, connect with other like-minded people in business and continue conversations about topics discussed here, then I'd love you to come and find our community online. It's free to join us. Just search for the Get Fruitful Business for Good group over on Facebook, visit my website, getfruitfulmarketing.com or click the links in the show notes. I'd love to hear what business for good means for you. Until next time, goodbye for now.